Hello everyone. This is Vishwanath from Winning Edge Talks podcast. I bring to you the audio extract of the Zoom meeting I had with Dr. Shrikant Narayan Swami. There may be intermittent disruptions in the audio due to poor broadband network. I request you kindly to bear with me. Thank you. Uh, good evening, friends. Welcome to the Winning Edge Talk Show. This is Vishwanath, your host. I am a sports psychologist and a counselor. I have authored the book Success Mantra in Sports. I have with me this evening Dr. Shrikant Narayan Swami. Welcome to the show, talk show, Doctor. Uh, thank you, Doctor Vishwanath. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Doctor. Uh, it's my proud privilege to read out Dr. Shrikant's credentials. And Dr. Shrikant Narayan Swami is a consultant. musculoskeletal radiologist certified by the royal college of radiologists he is also a sports medicine physician he was a part of the abm university health board swansea united kingdom he was a part of the regional sarcoma team managing sarcoma cases in south wales region sarcoma is a type of cancer he has worked with tertiary orthos centers at royal orthopedic hospitals birmingham and swansea uk he was involved in providing imaging services in sports related injuries with a premier football club in the uk he has in depth knowledge in injury management across various disciplines including cricket football tennis swimming badminton and golf he provides his services to elite sports organizations in india he is actively involved in the management and rehabilitation of sports related injuries with athletes belonging to the indian cricket team the ipl team and the isl league etc dr shrikant is the co-founder and director of yos sports health specialist center based out of bangalore it's indeed a proud moment to have dr shrikant with us this evening thank you thanks uh, uh, let me begin by asking dr shrikant this question doctor with your vast knowledge of uh, sports related injuries please educate the viewers as to why injuries occur in sports um injuries are very common uh, i mean unfortunately whatever training that you tend to undergo there are certain certain injuries which are bound to happen so broadly speaking you know if you are involved in a contact kind of a sports whether it is football or whether it's rugby you tend to have uh, a lot more sort of an acute related injuries it could be tear it could be damage to the tendons damage to the muscles uh but having said that most of these sports injuries tends to be a chronic kind of an injury wherein it's an overuse injury wherein an athlete is actually repeatedly moving a particular body part and if it's not well taken care of then it tend to manifest in the form of an injury but we need to understand that there are a lot of factor factors which come into play uh, the first and foremost is a physical factor wherein you know we need to figure out is there any biomechanical issue it could be as well as you know him having uh, some muscle weakness or muscle stiffness or it could be just the wrong uh, technique that he is actually sort of uh, 
uh, you know doing while while during the training as well and of course the other aspect is more of a medical related thing wherein you know you might have a low vitamin d and then of course we know that the low vitamin d will manifest in the form of uh, reduced bone density so obviously sports involve a lot of uh, more of uh, pressure which goes through those bones so if you have a low vitamin d deficiency then you know low vitamin d you tend to have sort of uh, you know stress injuries tend to be more common of course the last but not uh, the least and more importantly it's a psychological thing which also comes into picture you needs to be in a, a right frame of mind you needs to be stress free so these are all you know small things which go a long way in ensuring that is injury free however if it's not properly taken care of can manifest you know in the form of uh, an injury thank you very much doctor after all sports related injuries different from sport to sport and uh, how do they happen are they different from sport to sport absolutely the spectrum of injuries that you see with one particular sport is slightly different from the other spectrum of injuries that you we see with the other one if i give you an example you know if you if you take up a tennis player a badminton player you know that uh, we tend to see more of an upper limb related injuries as opposed to uh, let's say a bowler who tends to have kind of a back or a lower limb injuries and so are the footballers who tend to have more of lower limb related injuries it's not just different in different sports uh, it's also you know different spectrum of injuries uh, that you see in a single sport depending on what he does uh to give you an example you know, in cricketers as i said the bowlers tend to have more of a back and a lower limb related event and of course you know uh, some amount of upper limb injuries whereas bats when you tend not to see such a back injuries so you know obviously the, the whole spectrum changes depending on which particular sport you play and even in that particular sport sport it also depends on doing whether you're a batsman or a bowler or in rugby you know whether or in foot whether you are forward or whether you are defense so it really depends on uh, the sport and as well as uh, you know what you do in that particular sport thank you ratna thank you for enlightening us we never thought that injuries can be so different uh, from each sport and each activity thank you so much uh, do injuries occur due to over emphasis on fitness conditioning and due to overtraining uh it's a very very good question uh, i mean in fact in my clinical practice uh i have to say i tend to see lot more injuries in because of a wrong technique that you have done in 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 the gymming activities uh obviously you tend to see this wrong technique manifesting in in the form of an injury in more so with recreational players than the professional players because obviously professional players will have uh, a very dedicated set of uh, a team looking after them but having said that uh, with with lot of these live apps going through live sort of training which is coming into picture people want to be very active people want to do those exercises and unfortunately what we don't realize is if you are trying to do a particular set of exercises even a slight sort of a change in the technique can actually result in you having an injury so th- this is very very important it's not just about overtraining it's also about doing the right things in a right way and uh, it's it's extremely important uh, also to have this sort of training uh, supervision and uh, it's, it's so these are sort of small things which are wrong in ensuring that uh, uh, the, the 
the particular player is sort of uh do do athletes require to train and condition as per their body type knowing their body type it's it's a good question actually see we we talk about when we talk about body types we talk about uh, uh, sort of traditionally speaking the different uh, sort of body types we talk about whether they are ectomorphs mesomorphs or endomorphs ectomorphs are one of those guys who are very very lean one who don't have much of a fat whereas mesomorphs are your typical bodybuilding kind of a guys with a broad shoulders and a narrow waist and whereas endomorphs are the or slightly over obese obese kind of people but having said that there is a lot of overlap i mean it's difficult sometimes to actually classify them according to which particular body type they belong to uh one of the reasons why it is important is uh is is because you know if you are talking about a lean body type you tend to actually sort of talk about more of a weight based training as opposed to endurance as opposed to say an endomorph who is slightly overweight or oh, sort of obese when you talk about uh, you know more of a, a, a sort of a, a, a endurance based is more of running and all those things so obviously it really depends on which body type uh, that you tend to have but more importantly it also depends on which sport you play certain kind of a sport will require you to use your upper body much more than the lower chain uh, whereas other set of sports will require more of your core your lower chain to be more uh, sort of stronger than uh, the upper body so there are a lot of factors which comes into play other than your body type when we are when we are looking at the training of a particular individual i mean to say at least need to know what sport they are playing and which uh, type of which areas of their body come into use and uh, what is their own body type so based yes, on absolutely. that they can go ahead and uh, thank absolutely. you sir yes thank you there are multiple factors which comes into play yeah thank you how much will athletes be able to tell how much is too much where to slow down or when to put a stop uh, it's a, it's a good question because uh, i mean one of the things i always believe is that uh, the human body is a purely sculpted sort of a gift given by the god so the body has various ways when it is stressed when it is overtrained you know when when anything happens to the body so when we talk about how much is too much i would like to sort of also talk about rather than just saying how much is too much it's also trying to do the right kind of a technique when when we talk about this training and all those things so traditionally speaking if you talk about uh, uh, any kind of a normal human being so we always we always say you know at least 2 and 1/2 to 5 hours of moderate activity or about 1 and 1/2 to 2 and 1/2 hours of vigorous activity is somewhat what is recommended most of the time but having said that depending on which sport you play the training duration the training injury will differ to give you an example you know if you are training for a marathon or if you are training for a ironman your training duration and intensity tends to be much more than the other sport so to answer your part of the question you know how do i know how much is too much obviously our body is going to tell us and one of the most important signal which body tells you is when you have pain when you have when you having that particular pain you know it's way of saying you need to stop doing that particular activity so that's one of the foremost sort of response you get not only that it also affects in multiple ways um you know you you, you see athletes who are actually overtraining tend to have less of appetite uh, they tend to be more dehydrated and also it affects their sleep they tend to be more insomnic 
so there are a lot of ways that it affects and most so psychologically as well they'll have sort of poor mood they'll be quite irritable quite uh, uh, sort of stressed out as well so obviously we need to take everything into consideration when we are talking about how much is too much so it can manifest in various forms and of course right from pain to all the way to psychological issues uh so it's very very important to optimize their training program so that they don't go to that other end of the extreme i mean to say our body and mind are always talking to us and we have to listen to them absolutely absolutely thank you i recently heard of the word prehab uh, something like rehabilitation uh, something like rehab you know uh, please throw some light on this that is the first time i heard of this uh, word prehab see uh Yeah so what what happens is you know traditionally you know if you go back quite a few years back there was a lot of emphasis more so on uh, how do i manage injury after an injury has happened the entire injury prevention uh, as opposed to injury management you know how do i prevent that injury happening so that's where this prehab comes into picture wherein you kind of assess that particular athlete to identify all the risk factors which may potentially come and harm him you know whenever he is training or whenever he is going to play in future you identify all those factors and you customize certain say, set of exercises so that the chances of him and you know ending having an injury is less likely so it's not going to be a one size fits all it's not one set of exercises which you prescribe across you know to everyone in prehab it's quite an individualized uh, thing wherein you know it depends on the athlete it depends on the body type it depends on the biomechanical issues that they have and you try to address it before it physically manifests in the form of an injury uh wherein you actually prevent those injuries in by doing a proper prehab now we have actually shifted our focus from not only from overuse but so looking at the acute injury how do i actually ensure that even prevent an acute injury it could be all your contact sports and everything so there is a lot of work going on and the primary focus is more of a prevention that we have comes into picture uh, as opposed to injury management this is all about uh, keeping away the um, threat posed by the sport and as well as the person depending on his sport how to keep it uh, at bay so if or if it really absolutely keeping away from the threat absolutely of the injury absolutely. thank you so much how can at least prevent injuries from happening during play and also in their careers uh, their long careers only lots be enable you know to enable an athlete to go through that the short duration lot of work which happens in the background uh, that could be starting from your medical screening wherein we tend to uh, do certain sort of blood test on these guys and uh, if there is any deficiencies in those blood tests we tend to address that's one way of looking at things and the second is your physical screening most of these athletes will undergo a proper sort of musculoskeletal screening or an fms screening wherein we assess their entire body identify all the issues once again that may come in future in the form of that may manifest in the form of an injury you identify that and you address that and of course you know these are all the things which goes uh everywhere as a part of their life but more 
more importantly when we talk about them to be hydrated really but it's very also that also is sort of an injury free because obviously we know that all this stress whether it is stress or whether lack of sleep will cause manifest in the form so there's a likely chance that he may fall over there's a likely chance that there's a twisting injury which is going to happen secondary to these small factors so in natural we talk about plates we talk about physical screening we talk about the medical screening aspect of it we talk about psychological screening when we completely be one year we look at when they are playing what and then we also schedule their training accordingly the pre-season season so everything is charted out for an athlete of you know 365 days and uh, there's a lot of work which goes on from the trainers uh, to ensure that these available to play at least cannot take uh, physical conditioning and uh, it's for granted they should be very much aware of uh, uh, what can happen what are the threats and they should always be in constant touch with their uh, injury rehab specialists and uh, orthopedics and recovery uh, conditioning specialists so it helps them because they are all professionals these days yeah. and uh, there is so much on their head there uh, such big professionals uh, thank you doctor uh, absolutely how do you view the gym culture prevailing in sports today uh, is it uh, assisting in training the body effectively because we have heard of uh, Uh, for example virat kohli yeah. the first person to enter the gym and the last to leave uh actually we need to realize that uh, to be able to reach up to virat kohli's years of practice that they have actually done to go up to that particular level but what i find it really sort of uh, troubling this is that you know i have a lot of these young athletes who come in who idolize these sort of stars and they want to become like one we they want to become like them within a span of time that's not going to happen so that's when they end up uh, um, either doing wrong things and picking up injuries and perhaps it needs to have uh, uh, needs to undergo a particular sort of uh, gymming activity or any kind of an activity to keep him healthy but try to overdo things because you want to you want to reach up to that particular whatever idol of yours within a short span of time that's when things go wrong i personally you know suggest these guys to focus more on the technique to focus more on the issues that they have rather than trying to six packs abs or you know trying to do all the things which uh, which is more of a physical transformation as opposed to tell helping that one out for particular sport so uh, this has become more of a craze this training activities uh, yes i agree they have to do that as long as you know it is done scientifically uh, as long as it you know there is some evidence to back it up as to why they are doing that particular set of exercises how it helps in sports as opposed to uh, them thinking you know i want to be like virat kohli within six months that's not going to happen and unfortunately they will end up spoiling years as opposed to you know building up on their career but your main area of work is also sports medicine tell us more about your work in this area because this is one thing we don't understand we heard of sports physicians sports medicines and largely we know this as 
sports orthopedics and injury rehab thing but we don't know what this real term sports medicine means see uh, before i get on to sports medicine i need to make the one important thing my understanding of sports is is quite vast as in you can either talk about a professional player who is at a national level or international level or you can talk about a recreational players who were so called we call them as weekend warriors who want to go out and then want to want to keep active want to play tennis badminton and the, even to me sport is anything wherein a particular person is doing an activity even a 90 year old guy who think 200 meters every day that's a, that's kind of an activity for him that's a sport for him so my understanding of sport when i talk about medicine is from that angle it's not necessary have to do with a professional athlete always so to talk about sports medicine is just a specialized uh, sort of a branch of medicine which deals with uh, uh, sports injuries or musculoskeletal injuries any injury which happens to your muscles your bones your soft tissues uh, you know your your tendons so that's what uh, sports medicine is about um, we Uh, I mean, we have our own uh, sort of clinic called Your Sports Health Specialist, wherein uh, what we do is we have multiple verticals, right? From sports medicine to sports uh, radiology to sports physio to sports science to sports medicine. So we tend to combine. We wanted to bring everything under one camp, one under one roof, so that when a person has to go through multiple places uh, uh, for. Uh, what sports medicine mainly involves is mainly looks at a non-surgical way of dealing with injuries. Can I actually make that person recover without necessarily him having to undergo a surgery? There are certain set of injuries like a ligament tear, something wherein he has to articulate tendon or ligament. But if you talk about sports professional person, you tend to see that. There's a less likely chance that these guys will go through a surgical route unless they have ripped off a particular structure. Most of the times, we can manage them conservatively. We can manage them uh, through rehab. We can manage through a lot of uh, uh, injection options that we have. And uh, I, as as I almost said earlier, it is easy for me. You know, suppose if somebody walks in, I can just examine him, and if I think that there is an issue related to the shoulder, I can just do a scan there and then. can identify the issue and then can kind of uh, guide them through the right approach so yeah sports medicine has evolved from just looking after professional person to everyone from being just looking at treatment aspect out of injections uh, from being just looking at the rehab perspective to even looking you know doing the scans and everything so it is it is it is evolving rapidly and it's it's coming into fame a lot these days Uh, both uh, psychological and mental stress is said to make the muscles taut or tight, uh, resulting in injuries. Please enlighten us with your views on this, because we as sports psychologists always tell them to keep their muscles relaxed, otherwise your execution will not be smooth. Uh, Absolutely. So stress is stress is a can you know as I was talking to you about the other other question as well. Stress can manifest in various ways, and uh, it, it not only decreases the performance, it not only you know sort of reduces the self-confidence in that particular human being. Uh, it also results in the physical manifestation. One of the things is you know muscles becoming muscles going in for a spasm, a lot of tightness happening. 
but unfortunately what it does to an athlete is that you know, once your muscles are not actually sort of relaxed or once it is not functioning properly you tend to put more you know you start putting more pressure on your joints your other structures tend to take the load so ultimately what will happen is you know you end up having a, an injury so that is why we stress quite a bit on 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 muscle relaxations uh, because obviously uh, you don't want to be in a situation wherein you know without addressing the primary stress component uh we are not we are not we will not be able to overcome the injury management aspect of it so uh, obviously you know stress is one of the one of the factors which will come uh, significantly uh, when we talk about uh, injury and it's very very important for an athlete to be quite relaxed yes, thank you doctor when muscles are relaxed the execution will not be smooth so so many times it so happens that when muscles are tight we tend to give more pressure more hardness into the stroke or whichever game they are playing so instead of ending the ball may end up outside the court or uh, uh, sometimes you know even in, in cricket with the muscles are tight we end up giving a dolly catch to the fielder so uh, tight muscles give unnecessary uh, force or force not to the shot which is not uh, required actually at that moment that's not how they have practiced yeah. so so many athletes have told me especially the table tennis players they said i have done the service so many times but i was under tremendous stress i was so tight that the moment i did the service it went outside that means he has given too much of pressure into the serve too much of uh, maybe force or momentum whatever an injured athlete is burdened with lot of negativity doubt fear and insecurity in the mind does this stand in the way of his recovery absolutely i mean uh you know i'm sure people who look after these athletes uh, whether be sports physios or doctors or even trainers will tell you more about it uh see we need to realize that any sport it's a very very competitive game and uh, what will happen is you know if you talk about cricket you're aiming for that 11 spot and and there are about million people fighting for it what will happen uh, especially when you get injured it tends to affect you psychologically and it affects in a vicious cycle because you're injured and you're not there in the being eleven it starts affecting your mind and whatever i do as a physician or whatever or any physios will uh, sort of work on them from their aspect till the time we actually sort of sit with them talk to them about the negative thoughts that they have about the fear that they have it's not going to it's not going to help us because as i said it's a vicious cycle you're injured you're psychologically down and if the person is only looking at the injury it's going to take a longer time i mean in, in fact they may not even back unless we address both the things parallelly so uh, in fact most of the times i actually sit with a particular athlete and i tend to sort of just talk yes a particular injury and we exactly know that this is the time frame that it takes for him to recover if he is not in that duration will almost double up you know he may not completely recover from the injury so it's so much important to actually sit and talk to them and gain their confidence if you don't gain their confidence they're not going to open up if they're not going to open up you know we're just actually shooting in the dark without actually doing any any good so it becomes important not only to manage their injuries but also to manage the psychological aspect of that particular injury 
But even after their rehabilitation, when they come back to the field, they are afraid to go full stretch, fearing that the injury may reoccur. Um, that's I think you have faced that. It's yes. too common. Uh, yes. Uh, injured athletes require a lot yes. of counseling and moral support. Uh, what role do you play in this? See, as I said, you know, I actually spend quite a bit of time trying to talk to them, trying to understand their sort of uh, mental well-being as opposed to an injury. We know that, you know, as I said, we know that every injury will 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 require X Y Z treatment, and these things will take X Y Z amount of time. But what we have to take into account is how much it is affecting them psychologically. As I said uh, uh, earlier, I can. I can hope I can counsel them up to a certain extent, but of course, you know, it requires a, sometimes it requires a proper guidance by someone like you who actually sit with them and get through this psychological aspect. Uh, and both of them has to go uh, hand in hand. And if you look at all the teams who have got a sports psychology in place, these days the teams tend to do really well. It's not about just about when they're injured; it's also you know keeping them in a a particular sort of positive frame of mind. Because that goes a long way in terms of performance as well. Forget about the injury aspect of it. So most of the teams, you know, whomever high team with, they've got a sports psychology in place. They tend to actually the team tend to do really well as as a as a as a team per se. And you also need to see slightly lesser sort of incidence of injuries as opposed to injuries happening left, right, and center. So obviously, psychology. I can't stress on the importance of sports psychology per se. It plays a massive role in a sports, uh, you know, in an athlete's health. You know, most of the time, you are dealing with the uh, cause effect after the effect. That is, uh, when they come to you with the injury, but the cause can be definitely different. It is the nature of the person. Uh, what is prone to is it? Does he have frequent somatic anxiety, cognitive anxiety? Are these anxieties and stress? Uh, leading to their muscle tension and then going on to injury. So the cause can be anything, and uh, most of them it is psychological. Uh, anything about his life, anything about his uh, the way he reacts to things, how he look, his perception about things, and how he looks at the whole situation. All these can lead to ultimately to the injury also. Uh, thank you, Doctor. Uh, After this, um, uh, we have been hearing, uh, we have heard, read about uh, this uh, doping factor, the substance abuse. For 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 a long time we have been reading about this. Uh, the world is uh, very strict on this. Uh, there are two uh, organizations dealing with this very strictly, and uh, we have been seeing that uh, the uh, an Olympian medalist of the previous Olympics has been stripped of his medal now. That that uh, test took so long. So, what is your take on doping? Um, I I think uh, every athlete. Uh, needs to understand uh, one thing that they cannot just take any medication or any supplement uh, just like that without actually consulting a proper proper person who understands these regulations, WADA regulations, these doping regulations. Uh, and unfortunately, most of the times, what we see is uh, uh, either that particular athlete does not have somebody to fall back on, wherein he can actually seek guidance or seek help from. That's number one. Uh, it could be as simple as using a cough uh, syrup. You know, some of the constituents in the cough syrup is actually prohibited from. So, athlete education is the most important thing when it comes to doping. So, we need to educate them about what all things that they can take, what all things that they cannot take, 
some of the organizations that they that I work with, they've already got a dedicated sort of a doping officer. So anybody who has got any kind of an issue, they can just contact them and I can find out whether they're able to take this particular medication or not. And the last thing that you want, you know, as you rightly pointed out, your medal to be taken back just because of one mistake or one mistake. It could be either a known mistake wherein you knowingly you took it or most of the times it's, it's basically you didn't know that you had to, you know, you shouldn't be taking this medication. Uh, one simple example that I gave you is about cough uh, syrup. And also, you know, most of the times what we see is uh, if a particular physician or a therapist or, or anybody who's not tuned to doping then then once again an athlete will have an issue to give you an example I do a lot of injections and uh, I know that I can only give this location doping as opposed to you know if the steroid steroid if I give it into the joint for a right medical reason it is covered but the same steroid, if you happen to give it into the muscle, which is most often what, uh, you know, if a person doesn't understand, if a particular physician doesn't understand about the doping, if he gives it in the muscle, then, you know, it's not covered under uh, doping. So it, there's a lot of thing which goes, uh, uh, especially when we talk about uh, doping and it's main thing is athletes need to be educated about this. They really need to have a particular person to fall back on a particular uh, issue or a concern and of course you know forget about the medication it's also the supplements that they take every supplements that they take they need to ensure that it is not uh, it's not prohibited in the water list so uh, it's a it's a tough life for them but uh, you know of course they need to they need to go through this in ensuring that uh, they come back stronger thank you uh, we have come to the last question of this evening and Dr. what advice you have to give to the uh, athletes in particular in sports fraternity in general? See, uh, I guess to win, to win any kind of a medal, you need to have a very, very good infrastructure in place. You need to have a good training sort of equipment. You need to have a good support staff, both medical staff and as well as coaching staff. And these things can only be provided by the sports federation. And then the final aspect is an athlete's determination to medals. He needs to put in more than 100% to win those medals. So my only advice for the Federation is to ensure that these athletes get the best possible sort of uh, 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 infrastructure available for them, equipment available for them. If you look at the Westerners, uh, they tend to win more medals purely because the infrastructure is quite strong for them. And I think that's where we need to focus our energy on in ensuring that these athletes get perhaps the same kind of facility what any other country would provide. Once we, once we actually sort of uh, target that particular thing, it's easy for us to win medals almost, uh, you know, whatever the other guys uh, win as well, you know, when it comes to Olympics. Um, yeah, I mean, athletes, from an athlete point of view, he needs to give his more than 100% in ensuring that he utilizes all these uh, infrastructure and they come back stronger and start winning medals. Thank you, Doctor. Doctor, we come to the last section of this talk show. That is the question and answer session. And uh, let's, uh, I, I thank uh, participate, participants for coming on the show. And now you are free to unmute your uh, uh, audios and then ask the doctor uh, any questions you might have. Okay, I have one question. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Shikan just wanted to know, 
on uh, what is the uh, uh, protocol uh, you follow to set up prehab program to injury prevention for injury prevention see basically uh, a particular athlete uh, as i said needs to go through a proper kind of a, a screening assessment uh, that will be done by a dedicated sort of uh, a sports physios who will go through a comprehensive uh, uh, they do a musculoskeletal screening of the particular athlete and then of course also talking about the trainers or sports science people so they'll go through the fms uh, screening of the particular individual so that will actually sort of give us a, a fair indication of uh, what all things that we may have to address and uh, you know that could be as simple as uh, slightly restricted hip mobility which may come in the way so uh, that will give us a comprehensive sort of an, an evaluation of uh, uh, what all things which may come in the way of his career in future and start addressing that one uh, one by one so that's why i said you know it's not going to be one size fits all it's not just going to be one set of exercises that we prescribe to everybody so it has to be quite individualized and it has to be uh, you know in alignment with the the, the individual issues uh, which is clinically occult currently but may come in the way of his uh, career in future go through a complete uh, an evaluation initially and uh, that needs to be done at, uh, at specialized centers of people who are tuned to doing that uh, so that the right kind of exercises are given to them what the other question mr arun raval had was uh, do we have any specific software which evaluate training loads there is there is a lot of uh, software which is available so we use what is called as an athlete monitoring system Uh, in our thing which uh, essentially uh, kind of uh, it gives you uh, everything about a particular athlete so we not only uh, enter all the physical parameters we also take into account uh, the 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 other aspects something like a sleep pattern you know have they slept properly uh, how is their mood so there are a lot of factors which one uh, needs to enter both from an athlete and as well as the therapist who is looking after so this particular sort of software that we use uh, will you know at any point in time i can actually will can go back and look at uh, you know how an athlete uh, journey has been over the last one year or, or over the last few years as long as you know uh, this this data has been entered it also gives a one snapshot of you know where he is in terms of his training where is he in terms of all his exercises what was the injury that he has had in the past uh, you know how long it uh, took for him to recover uh, it's going to be a cumbersome to note it down on paper with with a lot of uh, monitoring system that we have in place it becomes quite easy for us to sort of monitor that particular event and uh, it's uh, it's a fantastic tool and i personally feel everyone should uh, should be using it thank you Mr. Shiva Prasad has this question for you. How do you suggest we need to handle psychological aspect post sport injury to enable athlete recover quickly? So, as I said, um, there is a lot of uh, um, sort of a trust which builds up between who is looking after the athlete. In uh, most of the teams, it will be the sports physio. is his first point of contact he is the one who would be able to give 
the other guys you know someone like me who is seeing this snapshot of an athlete about the psychological aspect of that particular individual but of course uh, you know as i have i've stressed so many times uh, during my discussion with you about the importance of sports psychology if we don't address the psychological factors we are not going to overcome their injuries uh, even if we have were to overcome their injuries it's going to be only short lived you know it's not going to be a long lived solution i personally feel uh, when you when you when you talk to an athlete you'll realize whether this is going to be a mild issue or moderate or a severe sort of issue when it comes to psychological aspect and uh, i personally if i think that it will come significantly in their uh in the in their recovery process if i think that it's going to significantly affect their career i normally refer it to a specialist someone like you you know who would be able to help them out uh, immensely as opposed to me trying to do a off coach job and uh, try over all minor sort of uh, uh, sort of elements of psychological aspect asses uh, but when we realize that it is not going to happen uh, uh and and we cannot we cannot actually do much of help then you know obviously specialist help would be required in the important i mean i can 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 result can ruin a career of an athlete so uh having an open sort of a mind about uh, this particular psychological element is extremely important as a, as a, as a physician as a So as a, as a physiotherapist you know one of the physiotherapists looking after in our case so we really need to look into that aspect as well other than the physical injury so we're going to take one more question and this question is from yatin uh, sir after an injury will, will an athlete be 100% the same after he has recovered it may be back leg shoulder and other two yes this is one concerning every injured athlete after he comes back from uh, yeah uh we let's hear from the doctor what he has got to say so i i don't know how much uh, you guys heard me before so what i was trying to say is uh, we need to not only look at treating the injury but we also need to look at uh, addressing why the injury has happened in the first instance so if you talk about a shoulder injury it's not just addressing about what all things that i need to do for that particular injury a shoulder injury could have happened either due to a poor strength so that's the one which we need to address once we address both the causative factor and as well as the injury per se i don't have any hesitation in saying will come back stronger and you will be you know whatever you were pre injury phase we never talk about uh, you coming back off coke you coming back at a lesser intensity when we bring click he will be under percent on the field and we ensure that that is precisely why we ensure that uh, you know we are not just only treating the injury we actually look at treating the cause of that particular injury and also the psychological cause doctor there are uh, interventions in sport and physical Absolutely. exercise psychology where we teach them positive affirmations then uh, talking to themselves positively about coming back stronger then uh, strengthening their mind then uh, there are interventions like uh, uh, allowing the part to relax allowing the blood circulation to happen when the blood circulation happens after obviously it relaxes so all these things we we ask them to visualization imagery is a wonderful uh, technique for uh, recovery of injury so all these things we train them to do uh, this will strengthen add to the work already you have done it will always support your work they go hand in hand no, absolutely thank you doctor thank i think uh, uh, thank you very much doctor uh, thank, thank you for coming on the show uh you really throw so much of light on so many factors 
about our difference in the injuries and difference from sport to sport how need they need to know their body how they need to take up take care of their bodies and uh, how they need to look into the causation factors there's a cause of the injuries that can happen uh, because of the sport and because of their stress levels they need to understand a lot of things so much of things involved in this injury and rehabilitation and about the gym culture they need to know more about themselves what they need rather than imbibing some star or an icon uh, you shared so much light on so many uh, subject issues even the uh, doping factor where uh, they need to be honest about their participation uh, so so many other things uh, thank you very much for coming on the show doctor it really helped a lot of athletes uh, on the show and uh, the entire sporting community thank you so much doctor. thank you very much thank you all the participants participants for coming on the show thank you thank you thank you very much with this we end the winning a stock show for this evening thank you so much